What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strength Faction Podcast. This is episode 69. And because it's episode 69, I had to have a very special guest. His name is Wesley Showalter, and he is a Strength Faction mentor, and he is a personal trainer in Philadelphia, and he's legitimately one of the most resilient people that I've ever met in my life. And we talk about that, and we talk a little bit about why, and and Wes talks a little bit why he thinks he's been able to bounce back so much and be able to change cities. He's moved from Chicago to Philly. He's moved all around, and he continues to 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 just land on his feet and kick ass. And it's also just kind of a fun fun conversation. So honestly, I think this is the most fun recording that I've ever had on the podcast. So um, we had a great time. I'm excited to share it with you. Conversation kind of goes all over the place. We drink some beer. I think you'll enjoy it. So uh, that's all I'm going to say to you. Let's get to the podcast. Confidence of a professional stuff, man. Walking the streets, it always smell like an onion. But I got the program, my body, soul, land. Make it strong as the wind in Chicago land. And we're getting stronger every day. We're all in in the Strength Faction crew. So get your chips and load your hips because our mission is to bring out the best in you and you and you. Three, all right, Wes, three, two, one. Oh, that was like simultaneous <laughs> climax of opening beers. Cheers, Woo! friend. Cheers. Cheers to you. We're going to have a few beers while we do this podcast. Wes, what episode is this? Oh, this, hmm. Well, the last one was 68, so this is episode 69. One of the greatest numbers that exists. <laughs> 69. Let's paint, the, let's paint the picture. Wes is sitting here. He's got his Bad Religion shirt on. He's drinking a Space Force beer. You know, it's a New England uh, double IPA. It's pretty delicious. I was yeah. worried because it's eight percent, but it is tasty. That's going to put you under the table. It's going to be nice. Uh, and tell me the one thing, the one thing that you don't want to talk about today, Wes. Okay, so the one thing that I do not want to talk about today is what we're doing for when you come back to the gym and how you're going to bleach your entire gym and wipe your ass every five <laughs> seconds and then spray spray everything and put lines on the floor. No disrespect. I just I don't want to talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm with you. It's getting talked out. So I want to talk to you about cool stuff. Yeah, let's talk about cool stuff. Talk to me about the cool stuff that you want to talk about. Well, one cool thing is that somehow during this pandemic, I magically got not one, not two, but technically four new clients, which, and then I had two who uh, were on breaks come out of the woodwork and I was totally, it shocked me and I'm really happy about it. So you, so you like netted six while this is going on. Is that uh, what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When now granted a lot of those people are what I call hybrids, which is like, they, I ding them for like a program, but then I provide guidance and then they do like a once a week session and all that. But it's still, when you're a one man band, that's, that's good eating. So I think, I think anytime you're growing when everybody else is not, I don't think that's a bad thing, man. I agree. And like, what's, what's interesting about it is like, whenever we talk, you and me, or even some of my other very good friends, not all of them that are in fitness, like they're all fine. Not everybody. Don't get me wrong. Like people own gyms and loans and this that and the other but everybody seems to be at least a lot of my good buddies have kind of have their shit in order or at least on the surface you know ducks on a pond have it in order i don't know well i think there's a couple things with that i think first of all the populations that we serve um 
they tend to not most for the most part for the most part they tend not to live like paycheck to paycheck and most of them you know even though you know things got pretty messed up they might be you know there's their their jobs are still stable so like i think that's a part that like everybody in the fitness industry was like man we're all going to be screwed you know the people that we serve typically aren't the folks that are getting most affected economically right now it's starting to happen like some of our clients are but like for the most part no i think that's a big part of it but i also think about you got to think about who you associate with too right because it's like oh like me if, personally yeah like if you're good Right. You probably don't associate with bums all that much. You know what I mean? So it's like. I associate so, with bum gardeners, tell you that much. Oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, it's, uh, so that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, you know, your friends, our friends are likely going to be okay because that's, that's, the, that's the folks that we keep around us, you know. Exacto mundo. And, dude, another thing that's totally random. I almost just lost my train of thought. Wait a minute. I'll get it back. Uh <laughs> Oh, is that like, this is one time where not, well, yeah, not having a physical space kind of helps, but it may, but for the future now, even if you have one, it's cool because like, there's a handful of people where I'm totally cool. If they want to, obviously when the floodgates open, there's going to be a percentage of folks that are still staying home based off, you know, this, that, and the other, or they're at risk. But um, it's cool because I can still coach my people and we can still have that interaction. It's obviously not the same as, you know, live and live in color, real deal, Holyfield, but it's still a way, way to stay connected and keep them moving and on top of fitness and all that jazz. People need connection and something to look forward to right now. Dude, my 8 a.m. or I don't remember, whoever it was, but somebody, no, it was yesterday. Uh, and I actually posted about her. Her name is Joan. She's like late 70s. So I always say she's was my, she the one doing the get up or the yes. get up. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I remember. So she said we were like doing a session virtually, right? And again, she's in her 70s, but she's totally with it, like all that jazz. And she was like, this is the best part of my day. And like, that's something I've said before, and a lot of other fitness people say it. But like, if you can be the best part of someone's day, especially right now, that's really freaking cool. And when she's, I don't know, when she said that, I was like, that's fucking awesome. That is. It's the, you have to be right now. Yeah. I mean, both from the standpoint is they need it, but also it's like, Man, if you're not pulling your weight, it's going to be real easy to say no to you right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I swear that some people, like, obviously we're doing fitness, and I always joke that, like, some people train with me just because, and you've said this before, they like hanging out with me, which yeah. I'm totally cool with that. We still get, you know, exercise, and it's not like I'm jibber-jabbering the whole time, but there's a lot of jibber-jabbering. 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 I'm not going to bullshit you. You might be the easiest person to like in the history of the world. I really appreciate that. That makes me feel special. Coming you sincerely, especially from a guy that's not always easy to like. You are incredibly easy to like. I appreciate that. Uh, I just had this random non-fitness related thought pop into my head that you would really appreciate. Maybe Good. some of the listeners will. Tell so me. I bought a t-shirt that was for charity like COVID. And I don't know if I told you this already, but it's I don't the think cover. So. Huh? I don't think you told me. So the shirt is, it's the Pantera album. Uh, you would know the name. Is it Mouth for War where the guy's getting punched in the face? That's uh, that's what's on that album. That's album. Oh my God. Vengeance. No. Uh, or <sighs> uh, Vulgar Display of Power. That's it. So yeah. it's that album cover, and the dude getting punched in the face is wearing a COVID mask, and the guy doing the punching is wearing a rubber glove. That's amazing. And I was like, I have to have this. And then on the back, it's like you know, whatever it says. Who was selling that shirt? Pantera. Like they. Which oh, they I do? Haven't. Yeah, like it. 
So obviously our, you know, phones and computers and shit listen to what we say. And that's one where I got the advertisement and didn't even hesitate. I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Isn't that creepy though, man? Extremely creepy because Bugged I don't think out. there's going to be any privacy or, I don't know, not free will, but it's going to be a lot of guided uh, purchases even more so than there already are. Oh yeah, dude. It's going to get real weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to... I want to play. All right, so this is since this is episode sixty nine. Mm, yeah, and we're talking. We're gonna go all over the place. Like yes, we're just, we are. Let's just get weird. Yes. I want to. So I want to start you with some would you rather questions. Shoot, let's do. And it. then we will just see where things end up. Let's right. maybe drink a beer or two and just see what happens. I'm in. Let's party. I might have to let my dog out of this room in a minute though. She's not. She's not having it. So would you rather? Lick a dirty trash can or the bathroom floor? I'm going to go trash can only because I live in Philadelphia and I've seen, and this isn't no diss to them, but I've seen a lot of homeless people eating out of there. They're still alive, but I haven't seen anybody, <laughs> I haven't seen, I haven't seen anybody lick the toilet bowl when they're still alive. No, the bathroom floor, man. The bathroom floor, not the toilet. Oh, mm, God. Uh, a dirty trash can. Is it a men's room, women's so here's room? The thing. Here's the, yeah, like I feel, I feel like this needs more context because it says lick a dirty trash can. Okay, so do you mean the outside or do you mean the inside where the trash goes? And like the bathroom floor, where is this bathroom floor? I feel like we need, I think we, we need more information. Right, like if it's a college men's room, I'm not going anywhere near that. But Fair. if it's like a women's whatever, I would probably do that. And then if it's a trash can. That's sexist. That is that is sexist. Incredibly it, sexist. Incredibly. In 2020, I can't believe it. But uh, that or if it was the trash can, I would do the outside of the trash can before I do the bathroom floor. But I would do the bathroom floor before I would do the inside of the trash can, depending on what neighborhood it's in. That's fair. Who, who uh, came up with that? Was that you or was that someone else? I just Googled them, dude. I just Googled a bunch of would you rather questions. Hmm. All right, cool. I thought Adam Willis maybe slid in the DMs. No, no, he doesn't have any for me. He doesn't have any for me. I, I, I'm going to try to keep – we used to get real weird with him. I'm not going to get super weird with him. Yeah, like the taste buzz in the butthole thing. I was like, okay. No, yeah, we used to be a little bit <clears> – <throat> I'm trying to rein it in a little bit. I'm trying That's to rein fair. It in a little bit. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think if it's my bathroom floor, yeah, I'm licking the bathroom floor. Yeah, if it's mine, I mean, definitely. Although I vacuum my floor, but I don't Swiffer, and I get shaving cream from bicking my head all over the floor, and then Nancy gets upset. So I Swiffer it like once a month. But um, <laughs> we each have our own bathroom, so that's cool. Yeah. You have your own bathroom? Yeah. Meanwhile, in, I mean, in like, an apartment in Philadelphia. Yeah. So we have, a, I mean, it's not like it's massive, but we have a two bed, two bathroom, but the second bedroom is like, you know, my workout stuff and clothes and shoes and bike and shit like that. And then the one bathroom that's real tiny is mine. Surprise, surprise. And the bigger one is Nancy's. I wish I had a bath. I, people Dude, talk me about, too. Yeah. I me like, too. I wish I had a bath. Like some Epsom salts, some candles. I don't know. It's nice. But here's the thing is like, whenever I go home to Pennsylvania, I actually have a bath there. Right. And it always sounds like a good idea. What's that? Do you, I assume you take one. I do, and it always sounds like a great idea, and then I'm in there for like five, ten minutes. I'm like, all right, I kind of actually am ready to be done with this. I don't you know what a cowboy bubble bath is? I'd love to hear what it is. 
So a cowboy bubble bath is when you fart and bubbles come up. So, <laughs> so when I was a little kid, my pap used to say that. And so I, I still say it. And next time I take a bath, I'll be like, cowboy bubble bath. So here's what, <laughs> here's what I need you to do. I need you to tell everybody that's listening to this that's not from central Pennsylvania who your pap is. Like, what is a pap? Oh. People don't know. So a pap is a word for a grandfather. And then a gram is a word for a grandmother, like similar to that of babushka in certain circles <laughs> or uh, your bubby is your gram. So gram and pap, and that's literally what I've called them. I don't think I've ever said grandma, I just say gram. Like when she calls and decides to tell me about how she misses going to the McDonald's to hang out, talk to the other old ladies. Dude, my mom's, my mom's going through the same thing. She's losing her mind, man. Mm -hmm. My grandma's a super social being. So like, just like, you know, my pap is too. And <laughs> so it's messing with them, but they're all right otherwise. That's how it is, man. I mean, my mom's used to go. There's a coffee shop. Actually, unfortunately, it's not going to reopen because of this. So there was a new coffee shop down across the street. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Wes and I are each from central Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm from Mifflin County, and it is not a very economically uh, robust place. And it was just kind of starting to get a rebound. And uh, when this happened and everything got shut down, there was all these like little cool businesses popping up and stuff. And they're like all getting shut down and they're not going to make it through. So there was this great little coffee shop and my mom would go there and meet all these other older ladies and, and hang out with them and drink coffee there and stuff. And it just, it just got the ax, man. My so. grandma, same thing, but McDonald's. And then she would proceed, still does to call me and tell me about the conversations with people that I don't know, but I'm okay with that. That's awesome. It's like, yep, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know? What do you know? Have you that's, heard? That's, I hear, yeah, like every single time. That's oh awesome. my God, Donna slipped and cracked her head and she's in the hospital now and they don't think she's <laughs> going to make it. She's got a heart condition. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? I want to talk about, I actually do want to talk about two things. I want to talk about, um, you and I, like our meeting and our story and stuff like that. And I want to talk about, because when we were having the Strength Faction staff meeting this morning, you said about now you've been in Philly for three years since you moved there for, from Chicago. Mm -hmm. And if kind of like everywhere you go, and, and, I'm, and I'm saying this, just being real with you, is like everywhere you go, like you're so resilient. And you just always land on your feet and you build something for yourself. So I'd like to talk about that because I actually think – Besides us bullshitting and having a good time doing that, there's always a bunch of lessons in kind of how you go and you, you build up your client base and you make moves and get shit done, man. So, um, I appreciate that. No, nah, it's the truth, man. It really is. So, uh, man, how old were you when I met when, you? Uh, what? You were 19, weren't you? What? Oh. Well, it would have been. Oh, you mean like when we met? 2009, right? How old were you? Yeah, then? so I was, yeah, I was like 19. Yep, that sounds right. It was 19. That. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I was 19. It was me, you, Chris, Justin, all that jazz. So you were, you were playing rugby at Penn State, you're going to Penn State, and you were the, I remember you were the weird kid, not weird kid, the wild kid with the fucking mohawk that cleaned the gym at uh, Victory. Yeah, I used to keep, yeah, yeah, yes, I did. And at one point I had a mohawk, or a, uh, you already said that. <laughs> a mullet, and at one point I had a rat tail, which was not normal for that gym. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't. It was pretty. It was a pretty straight laced place. So mm -hmm. you're cleaning there. We became buddies. 
what happened then, Wes? Tell me the story. I want to hear the story from your point of view. I know the story. Which, wait, which, which? All of it. Tell, like, right. your buddies so, at Victory, what happened? What, what was the story? You were at Victory. You left. Chris left. And you were doing your thing out in this, out in Belafont, Belfont, right? Belfont. You were going to literally say Belafonte. Like I was going to say Belafonte, which my one buddy just bought a house there. So I was like, you're going to be a Belfusion now. Uh, but anyway, so you were training, coaching people out of that spot in Belfont. Mm-hmm. And then I came in. I like, you said you were like, you're going to, I don't remember how this happened, but essentially we did an internship. I was like 21, had just started dating Nancy, had no fucking clue what I was doing or what I had access to. Or- Which I was mortified the night that, that Lori Gravis showed up there. Do you remember oh that? Oh my God. I forgot about that. Dude, there's, <laughs> there's so much shit that like, not like it's permanently gone, but you hear like a little ding from the past and it's like, oh my God, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, By dude. the way, me and Gravish are still tight. Like That's we're, awesome. We're still, uh, we communicate and if she's in Philly, she hits me up or if there's an event, she hits me up and plugs me with the right people, whatever. Um, yeah, we were training people out there and then basically I was not responsible. <laughs> I just, I don't know, it was like the spring semester. So I want to say it was April or May and I I just, I thought it was over and we never really had a closing out of it all. Again, you can, I want to hear your side cause you probably know better. Uh, and yeah, I was like in college and partying and shit. And uh, then like three months later, Lori Gravish called me and was like, yeah, you have to redo uh, your internship. So I ended up redoing it at, cause she was like taught so you didn't finish it. So I was like, okay. And then, had this like temporary falling out, which again, we were like 20, I was probably 21 or 22. So that means you were probably 23, 24. I don't know. I was in my uh, mid 20s. Mid, okay. Yeah. So like 25 ish, 20. Yeah. Cause all right. I was 22 ish. Cause this was like years later or some shit. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, and then I got pissy and bought her about it. And we didn't talk for like a while. And then we reconnected. And now we're, we're BFF AEAE. What does AEAE mean? Forever and ever and ever. So like BFF, <laughs> dude, I always say that. Someone's like BFF. I'm like uh, BFF, A-E-A-E, forever and ever and ever. But, uh, <laughs> so, like when girls say that in my classes, I'm like, you're not BFF, A-E-A-E? And they're like, what? And then I tell them, they're like, oh, we're that. Um, which for those that don't know, the vast majority of my clients are 20-something-year-old basic white women who wear Lululemon, which I'm totally cool with that. Um, <laughs> Not all of them. I have older people, men, whatever, but that's probably the large percentage, if you will. Percentage. Yeah. No, it was like, I mean, so if, from, the, from the perspective of a guy in his mid-30s that actually knows how to run a staff and develop people now. I was your I, first, correct? You were like, my first ever intern. Speaking. First right. ever intern. Perfect. That makes me and then I And then I had Justin for a little one. And then I had somebody else before I moved to Connecticut. But, uh, well, first of all, it was, like, ridiculous that anybody would give me interns at that time because it was, like, we were training people out of that shithole in Belfont. It was so small. It was tiny. I trained a handful of kids. But everyone um, loved it. It was the shit. Oh, it was awesome. And a handful of adults. um, And it was just crazy. It was gross in there. I can't believe people let me bring their children in there. It was just insane. And they just like, it was, it was nuts, man. Um, but no, I, so like I said, looking back with the perspective I have now, 
is like for we were probably too good of just like buddies to fucking for me to be your intern director and because it's real tough when you're in that age to be able to like switch back and forth between two dudes that go get shit house together to to two dudes that like hey i i'm in charge of of your education so that was mistake number one mistake number two was uh i didn't i did not give you clear enough expectations i didn't so it's like you could see, i i didn't man like and i was just like I didn't lay things out as well as I should have for you. And having had I done that, we probably could have been on the the same page. Um, And I just got, I got upset and didn't communicate with you as well as I should have. And I think that's why I didn't either looking back. Like I just was kind of like, well, pretty sure that's it. Now it's like a different month or I don't remember. Yeah. But I was supposed to be the adult in that situation. And I certainly didn't act like it. But um, the cool thing was, is I forget. We actually, when I was getting ready to leave Connecticut, you were getting ready to leave David Barton Gym in Chicago. That's right. Cause and yeah. then you you shot me a text or something and asked if you could if you could give me a call because you wanted to help like walking through like, hey, this is what's going on. What do you think I should do? Yes, yes, that's right. Dude, yeah. what's weird about that is, I mean, it wasn't like that long ago, but it was 20. It would have been five years ago. Yeah. Well, no. It, might, it was either 2015 or it was 20. No, it might have been 20. It was either 14 or 15. So it yeah, was 15. Probably, it was yeah, 15. Yeah, you're right. I was getting ready to leave Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is weird. That's so weird. Yeah. Because and then not, I, anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. No, no, no. What were you going to say? I was going to say, like, it, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. But at the same time, since then, like, the experiences I've had, like, as a fitness dude, whatever you want to call me, like I've had so many like good ones and like learned a lot of shit. And like people in fitness say this all the time, but like if I look back at what I was doing then versus now, it wouldn't be like, this dude's a complete fucking idiot. But I'd be like, what are you doing, bro? Like, <laughs> be like, what are you doing? You don't even have anything written down. What are you doing? No, I mean, it accelerates. I think it's, uh, well, I mean, I think it's getting around. You have, I mean, you're part of two pretty cool, like communities in this industry so between like cfsc and brendan and kevin and all those dudes and and strength faction you got you got some you run in some pretty cool circles so that doesn't hurt with like accelerating what your education's like and everything you know no not at all like when you're when your friends are have been keynote speakers and have company ties to large companies and present and you can hit them up whenever the fuck you want and be like hey uh this is happening how would you handle the situation or what do you think about this? Like, not that I do it to the point of annoyance, but it's definitely cool to have the buddies that I've got. And it's not like, oh yeah, we met at the conference and had a drink. It's like, they're actually like, I have, you know, naked pictures of them on my phone. (laughs) I have incriminating evidence of these people. Which if I ever present one day, I so badly want to just like be like, and for my next slide and have like, you know, ridiculous pictures of my friends. Nothing too crazy, but anyway. just like a fast, like a real, like quick, quick, like, like it hits oh, that. Yeah, oh, exactly. that. intriguing enough. Just like, like long enough. Huh? Just like long enough for someone to recognize their face and like, oh my god, was that? Was that what I thought it was? Mm-hmm. And then it's not. And then you're gone. And then you're on to something else. I can give you that opportunity. I yeah, that's that. that's something that I need to do. I need to be challenged in that way. Uh, I don't know if it'll be great, but I don't care because. God is better than perfect. Uh, what do you want to do? 
I have no clue. I don't know what I would want to talk about. Wait, what do you I mean, to- like in general, because it's like, I mean, we'll get back to like, like your story of being able to go wherever you fucking go and land on your feet, which is amazing. But what do you want to do? I'm actually, this is legitimately a real conversation right now because I don't know. So I had this massive brain dump about this actually about a month ago, and I still do that. So what's weird about my situation, for those that don't know, my wife is an orthopedic surgeon. She's currently a resident, which is why when we were in Chicago, she was going to medical school, medical school. Medical. Uh, and then she got residency here. And then the reality is we've got two more years left as of June. Like literally, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, two more years? Yeah, two more years because, yeah, five years total. Then she's going to do one year, which could be in fuck-ass Wisconsin, where she's going to specialize in whatever she's going to specialize in, which is either going to be hands or kids. Um, and then we will, like, land, land. Like, she has a big girl job and all that. So with all that being said, there's a, there's a couple routes that I see for myself. One of them is I like the idea, as weird as it sounds, of coaching people out of my garage, like buying a bunch of shit, and then, but uh, that would be, I guess you'd call it part-time. I would do like probably 15 hours a week or some shit like that. And then utilize what I'm doing with like Faction or CFSC, like all that stuff, slash potentially present. I have no clue. Um, like I don't need, I don't want to be, to be honest with you, I don't need to be like some massive fucking name. Like, again, I have a lot of friends that do all that stuff and people know me, but I don't need to be some grandiose fuck tons of followers, even though that's great. And I want to get to 69,000 and then go private. <laughs> um, that's a true story. If I ever, for some reason, make it to 69K, go in private, no one else. I don't care if you're the president or whatever. Wait, what was I t- like, I don't give a shit. I told Joe Gambino that Joe was like, Ask me a question. I was like, why didn't you go private at 69K? He was like, ah. Um, anyway, so that's one option. Another option is I like developing and mentoring coaches and fitness people, which is my role within Faction. And I'm not just saying this shit, but Philadelphia and Chicago, for whatever reason, people come to me. It's not like I'm like, I have answers. But like a lot of the younger fitness people, and some of them are like, you know, they're making more money than I am doing whatever they're doing they come to me for guidance and training and like, and I, I like that role. Again, I don't claim to have the keys to the castle, but I do have a lot of experience in different environments. And again, if I don't have an answer, I can plug you with the guy or girl that does, but something about that role of like developing and teaching, because for instance, where I coach groups at BPM, where I'm an employee and one of the like lead coaches or whatever you want to call it, whenever we have like they, the staff meetings, they have me a lot of the times going over queuing or whatever and half the time I go on these long ass tangents about something completely unrelated to whatever I'm doing but it I like that I like the teaching aspect which is why I volunteered and uh you know co-taught or educated whatever you want to call it events for these different organizations is I like that again I don't have all the answers but something where I'm developing trainers coaches or a staff so I can see myself running a gym but the thing is i really like being my own boss and i really like being independent and i really like my freedom so if i could do that and still have my freedom and you know be able to do jujitsu in the afternoon when i want to do jujitsu or whatever it is then i would love to have some sort of sort of uh developing the coaches in the within the gym role or programming type john 
so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I do not want to own a gym. At least I'm like 90% sure I don't want to own a gym, but I wouldn't mind running a team and helping develop trainers and coaches and get them up to speed with systems and helping guide them or whatever slash doing my own thing, which again, tangent here, I do want to coach like not a shit ton, but you know, when I'm older, I still want to coach, even if it's for like, you know, five, six hours a week, I still want to coach. So I don't know if that's answering your question, but those are kind of the two three-ish avenues I see myself going. But again, the reality is I can't, uh, even if I wanted to open a spot, not that I do, I wouldn't do it yet because I have no clue where I'm going to be in four years. I still got about three years and change till I know where I'm going to be and then hopefully not fucking move again. But does that mess with you at all? Um, like a little bit, but at the same time, and I know there's a lot of dudes out there that are probably like, what? Because there's a, there's a reality. I'm going to have to start over again. But now I'm like, all right, I've done this shit two times in two different cities. I can kick this shit out of it wherever. Like, it's not easy, but I can do it. Um, where was I going with this? I don't know what I was talking about. Oh, does it mess with me? Uh, a little bit, like from time to time, but I'm generally a pretty amped up happy dude even though happiness is not a state it's or a uh whatever the fuck a chronic thing it's a state whatever you want to call it i'm generally pretty jacked up so not really like it sounds weird but the reality is and i don't mean to sound like a douche here my wife's gonna make a lot of fucking money <laughs> so i could train one person a day uh be a stay-at-home dad and be like i'm a fitness coach and train like literally one person a day so that sounds all right do the strength action thing i'd sign day. up for that shit yeah, exactly. Give me a sugar mama. I want exactly. one. All I, I want it. in terms of like stuff, not that I want much stuff, is an in-home gym, which I'm like halfway there, uh, and a really weird fucking car. Like maybe a mini, one of those mini cars with like bullhorns on the front that's pink or like something ridiculous that may, like makes people's head turn. Or maybe like a, a hearse, like the thing you drive dead people in. I think that'd be cool and get the license plate and it'd be like last ride or some shit like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, not everybody else. I get it. Not everybody else can see this right now, but you'd have to keep your foo man if you're going to get that. Oh, yeah. Which, dude, I'm like, everybody was like, oh, it's quarantine. I'm going to do a weird haircut and mustache. And I was like, okay. And at first I just did this. And I was like, what if? And now I'm like, this is awesome. Like this, <laughs> this could be like in 20 years of pictures of me and shit. This could be it. Like, what nobody else can see is how serious you are right now. Like there's not even a hint of a joke. No, and the thing is, like, I'm married, which is why, like, I just threw up that funny-ass post about going bald the other day, but it's like, I'm married and my wife loves me. I don't give a fuck. doesn't mean I'm going to, like, <laughs> let myself go and gain 400 pounds and get the beatus, but, you know, Beatus. in terms of, like, my facial hair and shit, like, you know, whatever, man. If I want to wear overalls with cactuses all over them and Crocs, I'm going to. I love um, that. You know. My favorite people in the world are people that just don't give a fuck, Wes, and that's why I love you so much. I love you too. And that's the thing is like, I, the thing is like people say it and like, I don't need to go around saying it, but I don't give a fuck. Like I just don't. Cause one day we're all going to be dead. So it's like, I, hear you, brother. I give a fuck what you think about me when I'm going to be in the dirt and whoever knows what happens after that. I, I hear you, baby. Let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you a real question. You're this real last question. Yes. What could you do? So you don't have to completely start over again when you move. What could you do? Wait a minute. Uh, wait, maybe a little more context. I've been hitting the head a lot. Wait, like <laughs> if I hit the head a lot, a lot of THC, there's a lot going on. A lot of, me- lot of short-term memory loss. All right. So, 
<laughs> uh, I say that in my classes all the time. Like when I have new people, I'm like, listen, and I look at them and I'm like, listen, fun pants, like, or if they're wearing like cheetah pants, I'm like, listen, cheetah pants. I don't remember your name. I'm sorry. I've been hitting the head a lot, a lot of pot. Uh, but anyway, but, uh, so wait, if I didn't have to start over again, are you yeah, like, so like, what could you do right now? Oh, in Philly? That, or in general, that would make it so that you like, let's say you got to move to bumfuck Wisconsin in, in two years. Ah, well, uh, I just started and everybody and their mothers like online training. Uh, but I just started with like true coach and all that jazz. And it's actually interesting. Not that people are busting down the door, but utilizing that as another revenue stream. So I probably do, I still do one-on-ones. I still do groups. I still do semi-private and then more of the online stuff, like writing programs, distance coaching. And then honestly, like I get a lot of joy, like I said, out of the faction stuff. So Again, I don't claim to have all the answers, but for whatever reason, some of these trainers tend to come to me, like within whatever, wherever I'm planted, probably because I'm not a cock and I don't, you know, put up this big fence, but, uh, or I'm approachable, I guess, um, for guidance. And I really like that role. Like I like helping people that are coaches, like go through it. Like my buddy, and he doesn't care if I say this, Luis, right? And now he's going to be in faction next semester, which is awesome. That dude, I can tell he wants to get better. Like, we have conversations, not all the time, but we, we took me out once. We had some beers. We, like, talked about, I don't even remember, fitness bullshit, other bullshit. But I, I like that. Like, making people feel, I don't know if safe is the word, but, like, yeah, you don't know what you're doing. It's okay. Most people don't right now. Like, this is where I fucked up, and that, this is how I would do it, but not, like, you know, overbearingly, like, this is what you have to do. But, like, well, I've done this. I've done this. You could do this. Talk to this guy. Um, I really get a kick out of that shit. Like, it makes me feel good. You're like being a leader. Yeah, exactly. Which, it's funny, because, like, I've read all these books about leadership, and I've been in positions of leadership without necessarily having the role. But it it fits me, which is weird, because I'm, like, a silly, you know, person. But it, it works. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. I think you're going to do whatever you want, man. Thank you. I appreciate you, that. You got all the stuff you need to be able to do it. I believe that. I appreciate dude you know it's funny so I really do appreciate that one but two is the older I get and the longer I've done this which I joke and say I'm a pure breed because I never had any other career like I've had other jobs like I bounced and have done dishes and you know painting in the summers when I was a kid or whatever but I've never had another career and like this is what I'm doing but I I used to live, breathe, and shit training, right? Everybody, a lot of people go through that phase. Some don't get out. We've talked about this before, but it was like everything I read is about training and fitness. And like that was a big part of my identity. Like it still is, right? But the older I get, like I just care as foo-foo as it is about just being like me, like a human. Like that's one aspect. Like I also really like jujitsu. I really like music. I like tattoos and shit. Like, I don't know. I love coaching and training and I'll always do it, but as I get older, I'm not necessarily just like, I'm Wes. I'm a fitness guy. Like well, You settled into yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know what I'm into. I know what I'm not into. And I feel like that part of that came at a younger age. But I just, I know what I'm into and what I'm not. And it makes life easier because a lot of times, not always, you can cut the shit or, you know, get right down to business. You're 30 or 31 now? I am in my young 30s. I am 31, which puts me at 38 years till I'm 69. Which puts me me at 80 years old. Wait, hold on. Uh, No, no, I'm wrong. I'm right. Never mind. 38. So never mind. That puts me at 69. But if I want to live till the day 
for 2069, I need to be 80. So that's the goal. Oh, uh, you'll make it to 80. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. And then I can be like, all right, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> you know what else? You know what I noticed? Two things about being in your 30s that I've noticed. Huh. You don't care. You don't give a shit. But at least this is, I mean, I, I've always kind of been a jackass and a, a dick. So it's like, I just didn't care that much, even in my 20s, if you liked me or not. And now it's like, I'm like, I don't care if you like me. I'm just not a dick about it. Like, I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, you don't have to like me. And, and that actually, I think, attracts more people to you. Dude. But, okay, keep going. And then I want to backtrack on that. Keep going. But then the second thing is, is like your friends are actually genuinely happy for you and like supportive now. It's like a weird feeling because it's like all those things that you used to, like you would have said, like if you're in your 20s or something, Mm-hmm. friends would like make a joke or be a dick to you about it like now they're like literally like genuinely oh my god man that's great like i'm really happy for you it's like almost catches you back for a second you're, like, you're the same motherfucker that used to you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. rip me every chance that you get now it's Plus like my oh, shoes about with the shit i just said 10 years yeah. ago yeah, 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 yeah. It's so weird. it is it's cool and like i don't know purpose or who you are or whatever oh so like I said, backtrack, you were saying it attracts people to you. They're not the, you know, just being a genuine person and not giving a fuck. I would agree with that. And the other thing I'd, I would add to this, and you and I have had this conversation, and I don't know if this is independent of gender or what, but I swear, and again, my spider sense ain't shit, <laughs> but I swear to God, that the fact that I'm married and even don't give more of a fuck, I swear there are more women that I, that, you know, are giving me the uh, the one two up and down, and I'm like a bald, <laughs> not even that built. Like I'm fit, but I'm not like ripped up. Like I'm a bald, tattooed guy with a weird mustache, and I swear I get the double take from like women that I know, and I'm like, I'm like that's interesting because I'm not even hitting on you. I mean, bald. there's more to being attractive than just having like fucking muscles and a nice looking face, man. You know, I, I agree. You you are completely right. Like there's obviously you know people are attracted to human beings and not just means. Right, not just human beings. Yeah, human beings. Uh, it's just it's just funny. I swear that's true too. That could be bullshit, but I, I swear that's true. What's true? That like when the less you care, that like the more the opposite sex wants it or like is attracted to it for some reason, that could be it's hundred percent true. It's hundred yeah, percent true. Like, it's, it's true for it's true for it's true for men and for women. Right, right. It's true for both uh, genders. It's not gender dependent. No, it is. I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna open another beer. Yes, I have a big boy, so I'll finish this one first. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about your – I think it's incredible, honestly. I mean, I don't think, I don't think most people could do what you do with how much that you've – I guess you've only had to really rebuild twice, but how, how well you do it and how quickly you do it. And, I mean, I personally, from knowing you, know that you're just – people like being around you. So it makes you like one of the best networkers, I guess, if you want to use that word that I've ever met in my life. So it's like, you're just comfortable around people. You just go up to talk to anybody. So I know that that's a huge part of it, but like, man, I think, but I think like the way that you, the way that you can move to an entirely new city and have just a whole fucking Rolodex of friends in a matter of weeks is impressive. And I think that that's why, you've been able to rebuild your book of business so well, you know, in, in, in a couple of different places. And it's just like, I don't know, man, what do you, I mean, I guess that's probably the, like the biggest, like 30,000 foot view. Why, but like, 
What do you think it is, man? What do you think allows you to do that? Keep doing this. Cause you'll have right. to do it at least, you'll have to do it at least one more time. Right. And potentially too, like I said, That's there's a saying. chance that we live for one year in wherever, then Nancy gets a job job and then we live happily ever after or whatever. Um, dude, as I, hope weird as, I hope it's Western Nebraska. I, I have, I, so we always are like, man, you I don't, really love Chicago or California. You don't want it to be Western Nebraska. I can tell no. you that. No. Like, I always say it's the seas. Like, I would want to live in Colorado, Chicago, or potentially, I highly doubt it, California. But, um, depends on where. It's also outrageously expensive to live there. And you have to drive everywhere, and I like to bike. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, which, fun fact, I'm a biker. I bike all the time. Um, what was I saying? So, uh, this sounds weird, but when I, my childhood was like real fucked up and I'm saying this because so like, and again, not to be all deep and shit, but like both my parents passed by the time I was 16. And again, there's more to this story than that, but I'll just fast forward. But that you don't have to fast was, forward, man. Well, that was like a way worse experience than anything else. So after that, it's like, everything's easy. So uh, when you move and you've been broke before and shit like that, it's not hard. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So hold on, let me get myself together. I'm getting all deep and shit. The booze is hitting. You're all right, um, buddy. Take your time. Um, but like everything else is a cakewalk compared to that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, man. So I don't know. Like sometimes people piss and moan about stuff. And I'm like, dude, not necessarily like you're soft, but like you have so much to be grateful for. Not to be all foo foo. Like everyone's all about the five minute gratitude journals and shit. But, um, and then, yeah, like you were saying, just like networking and uh, going to fitness events and shit like that. And God, I'm getting all deep. Do it, um, buddy. Go to work. It's I don't fun. know why I'm getting all deep. So I'm on my, my first beer. This is supposed to be after like five or six. Um, anywho, so back, back to what I was saying. But I'm generally like a, what's the word? Not outgoing. Extrovert. I am an extrovert. I like my alone time. I like, you know, being by myself and getting shit done and putting my headphones on and putting my headphones or uh, my head down. But I'm an extrovert. I talk to everybody. I shake hands. I kiss babies. Unless you're a dickhead, then I don't talk to you if you're body lame, <laughs> like whatever. Um, but I have no problem putting myself in situations that most people wouldn't. Like, for instance, one of my buddies um, who moved from Philly recently, she taught bar. She was this tiny little thing. Most of my friends in fitness or not would be like, I am never fucking taking a bar class. I went to this bar class with a room full of women. I was the only man and I went balls out in terms, not effort, but just, I sat in the front. Like your balls were literally out. They were literally out. We were doing some <laughs> pulsing and then the testes just popped out and they touched the floor every time we pulled. <laughs> While I held on to the ball and reached for it, it was like tap, tap, tap. Um, like I was literally in this room full of women and I wore this ridiculous outfit and I sat in the front row and I started talking to the woman next to me and I think I got a client out of it. This was like last- Of course you did. This was like last spring. But uh, I was thinking, I was like, yeah, most guys, like I, just, like I said, I just don't give a fuck. So like, I don't mind being in different environments or I don't know if being vulnerable is the right word, but- I think it uh, is. Yeah, vulnerable. I don't mind being vulnerable in public settings or even in, you know, semi-private ones. And then from there, it's just like, I literally remember, and I've probably said this on the podcast before, like emailing different gyms, being like, hey, I'm a fitness. I'm like, here's my, I didn't even say here's my resume. I, was like, I moved from Chicago, blah, 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 blah. And I like would go in, shake hands, kiss babies. 
and everybody thinks that they can like kind of get a grip on people when they meet them. And I feel the same way. I feel like I'm pretty good about figuring people out, but every human being fucking thinks that. Um, and sometimes I mean, you're not right, right. You swing, you miss, or you have a bump in the road or you think something's a good fit and it's not, and you just got to keep going. Like, like I said, I've been broke and I'm not trying to be all deep and like tell word stories or something, but I've been, you know, by myself before and not had, this was a long time ago, but, um, Sorry after that, it's like everything else is, is not. That's, that's the shit. That's the shit people need to hear, though, man. You don't have to, you know. That's a good thing, you know. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. Everything else ain't shit when you've been that. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not like up, you know. I'm training people for less than half of what I used to because I'm in a new city and I'm not making shit. Like it sucks ass. And there's days where you go home and you know barely pay rent and whatever. But you just got to keep fucking going. Like it's corny, and you read these books where like Abraham Lincoln was a fucking pimp. He just kept going. Like I read that book. <laughs> he was that, not a literal pimp. He was, he was not, not a literal. literal pimp. He was a president. <laughs> but he was like baller. Like he literally put all these dudes in his cabinet that constantly went he against him. Disagree. What? He knew would have differing opinions. He knew exactly. that they would. Yeah. And he was like, but this is what's best. And I'm going to keep going. And people talk shit about him. He's like, I know that guy talks shit about me, but I'm putting him in my cabinet because he's the best at that thing. I don't know why I was talking about Abraham Lincoln, but it's the amount of the amount of growth that he went through is amazing. Yeah, he's because he used yeah. to be like because he's brilliant. He was brilliant, but he was like this fiery would pick a fight. Like mm-hmm. I remember, like when he was a younger politician in Illinois. I read uh, I read a, several things about him, but the last thing I read was Leadership in Tumultuous Times or something like that by Doris Kearns. Doris something I forget. She has three names, I think. I don't remember which one I read, but it was an audible. I didn't read it. It was an audible. And it was long as fuck. But anyway, yeah, dude. anyway, so you read that and what about it? Oh, it's just, he's, I mean, it's about, so it's about him. It's about, uh, it's about him, Teddy Roosevelt, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson. Cause they all had different, like different types of crisis that they had to lead through. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I mean, he was just a, I mean, what he what he did to be able to like keep the country together was insane. But just his growth as a person was just incredible. And he was, I mean, he was brilliant, which helps. But he also like battled depression and all kinds yeah. of stuff, and just like you know came out. I don't know, just came out and became president. And it was just, I don't know, he was just an impressive guy, really, really impressive guy. So yeah, dude, like it's corny, but pressure uh, creates diamonds or whatever it is. You don't have to preface everything that you say. You, yeah, you. I don't know why I do that. Like, I don't yeah. know why, but I do that because for the I'm a pretty confident dude. I don't know why I do that. It's all right. I'm just letting you know you ain't got to do it, bud. I appreciate that. I need to hear that. From so you think it's mostly you just when you land in a place, you're just like, I'm gonna get after it, and I don't care if I'm gonna have to be uncomfortable no matter the situation. I'm just gonna go. Yeah, exactly. It's like, listen, I mean. You hear that you see those shirts, it's like embrace the suck, but it's like, all right, this is gonna fucking suck, but I'm gonna go. There's gonna be bad days, but it's like could be a lot worse. And I tell myself, well, not so much now. Now I'm like, I don't wanna say great, but I'm in a good like I'm I'm pretty happy, even though there's all this shit going on. Like I'm pretty I'm happy with my career and all that other stuff. Like I wanna keep going, obviously. Like you're never at the top of the mountain, but it's nice on the climb to just look back and be like, This is fucking cool. Look at that. Um I don't know what I was talking about. I was, uh, I remember the first time I saw the Foo Fighters in 2015. It was at, uh, it was in Queens at the, uh, BB&T? At, at the Mets, at the Mets stadium. 
Okay. I don't remember exactly what the name of the stadium is. I think it might be City Field. Um, Sounds right. But uh, so he played, they played times like these acoustically. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like, you know, when they do acoustic sets, like, you know how it goes with bands, they always have a little, like, tell stories and do a little bit of talk while they're doing it. <clears throat> and he started playing, like, the, you know, the, the intro chords and everything. And um, the time he was talking, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, I remember, I'm going to butcher this. This is all paraphrased. He's like, I remember being, like, broke and, like, sleeping on hotel room floors and, like, sleeping in places and, like, not knowing where we're going to eat next and not knowing where we're going to be next and not knowing where I'm going to sleep the next night. And, he's like, every time I woke up on that floor, it was just, like, could be worse. And then they started the song, and it was awesome, man. It was really cool. I was – I love that dude. He's the best, man. He is the best. And people who say that shit mean it, generally. So that's yeah. basically what I'm getting at. Could be a lot worse. So could be worse. It's all good. You wake up, your heart's beating, you're breathing, you're able to get boners. You know, it's all good. You get another chance, man. <laughs> exactly. You chance. Exactly. You get another fucking shot and to do whatever you want to do. Oh, that felt good. That was cleansing. Was it? Good. I don't know if cleansing is the right word. Just I don't know. It feels good to talk about some of this shit. That's good, man. I'm glad to hear that. That makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. That makes me happy. We should. Uh, we should do let's do a couple more would you rathers yes 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 and we'll adam willis that. as well as somebody else i'm blanking on requested this this is my this is i'm gonna be honest with you and i'm gonna say this when i do the the intro when we're done recording i think this is my favorite podcast that i've ever done that makes me feel even better it's probably because it's episode 69 so when we get to episode 420 and 666 we'll have to record again 420 oh my god that's so long from now Yes, it is. I'll actually have real probably podcasting stuff by then. Yeah, and sponsors and all that shit. Oh, maybe. We'll see. Uh, actually, these are starting to get pretty boring. I might need to look up some other ones first. Hold on. I don't have anything off the top of my head, which I'm usually really good at that kind of shit. And I well, usually, I just, I'm not going to ask all the grimy ones that I used to ask. It's just, we've got to grow up a little bit. You know what I mean? So. I, I believe that. All right, tough and fun ones. Here we go. Let's do this. I'm tough looking them. And fun. Huh? I'm looking them up on my phone. It's a very nicely, uh, nicely displayed blog. I'll show you there. So four dudes sitting on a log. Four dudes sitting on what well, looks like a ridge. Oh, All right. right, here we go. <clears throat> well, okay. Would you rather have three feet or three hands? Hmm. Three feet. That would, and- that would imply that you'd have to have three legs or three arms as well. Right. So I would. Probably go three hands only because it'd be easier to get chokes in jujitsu. Fair uh, enough. Which sounds weird, but that's what I do. Yeah. Well, that one's easy. You'll, I know your answer to that one already. I'm what is it? Just ask anyway. It's too easy. I know. Would you uh, rather live without music or without television? Oh, obviously without television. Exactly. I knew what you would say. <laughs> this one I already know your answer to. Would you rather lose all of your teeth or all of your hair? Well, hair's on its way already. Right, hair's already gone. So teeth, or yeah, hair. I want to be able to eat. Anyway. Um, Jesus, these are getting boring too. Well, this one's kind of interesting. Would you rather be able to breathe underwater or fly? Oh, God. Well, if you fly, people can see you. And then they're going to be like, you know, 
hey, that guy's flying. But if you, if you, and then the government might want to take you and test you for experimentation. <laughs> but if you swim and you have gills and shit, then I mean, you can fucking swim and no one's really going to see you. So you, like part, if I wasn't going to get busted by the government and experimented on, I'd fly. But if, uh, if there's the chance of that, I would swim and I would stay far away from sharks. I'd probably just swim in like lakes and, and cricks and shit. Cricks. Nobody else knows what cricks means. No, they don't. Um, you know what's funny? I mean, because you would definitely get experimented on without oh, yeah. Did you have you heard about like MK Ultra and all that shit that the CIA did? So I listened to whatever that one Rogan was, where he, with the guy who wrote the Manson book, and I was Operation Midnight Climax and this and that, and I was like, holy Santa Claus shit! And now that's <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna read that book. At some, that's next on that's next on my list. No, it's like five hundred pages, from what I understand. Okay, maybe I'll audible that one. It's then. a big some bitch. Big some bitch, like Adam Willis. <laughs> big some bitch, ain't you? You should tell that story real quick before we do okay. it. this is a good story. So it's a short one too. Uh, I have this whole thing where when I go to seminars, certifications, whatever. Continue. This was the first strength faction seminar, by the way, the very first one. That's Very right, because it was at the, the old Big Sausage Pizza. Bill yep. Hartman was there, and I sat next to him and talked to him about Diet Dr. Pepper and Batman or some shit. Do you remember I got hammered at the restaurant and tried to chase him around and make him give me a hug, and he wouldn't? Yep. I it was my birthday that. weekend. It was. and I think it was your 30th or 20th. It was my 30th birthday. It was your 30th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it was the first uh, strength action uh, seminar at BSP, and it was 20, not, I don't know, 16 or 2016. 30. Yep. And so Adam was there. Adam's from the UK. If you don't know Adam Willis, he's done podcasts with Todd before. And he is a big son of a bitch. He's like six, seven, six, I think eight. he's six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Six, seven. Like big dude. Really nice guy. Like thick British accent, deep voice, all that shit. Um, but him and I are buddies. And whenever we go to these seminars and shit, we sit next to each other. I think that was the first time that this happened. But ever since, we've been to like at least two or three more where we've always sat next to each other. And we get energy drinks early in the morning. And so we have this whole thing. In any case, so Adam and I go to get energy drinks. Now, this was at like seven in the morning or something because I like to be the first person at a seminar and sit in the front and reserve my seat and whatever. So me and Adam, no, it was like probably eight in the morning. Yeah, it was like eight. It was early. And, no. Yeah, it was early. I know that. And I don't drive. So, well, I have a license. I, just, I hate driving. It stresses me out. But I needed my energy drink. So Chris let me use his car. I don't know if he still has that car because he's got a kid now. But He does. He does. Cool. So Chris was like, all right, you can use this, like Unimart or 7-Eleven. Yeah, it's not far from the gym. Da, da, da. And Adam's like, okay, mate, we'll go get power drinks. <laughs> so like, we'll go get caffeinated. Or like, that's the worst British accent I've yeah, ever heard in my life. Horrible. I, that's horrible. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Adam and me saddle up. He can barely fit in the car. He's literally like in the fetal position in this fucking car. And so I drive us all of 0.5 miles or whatever it was. And we're getting our energy drinks and our protein or whatever, whatever we're getting for the day. And this dude, so I'm in front of Adam, Adam's behind me. And this other dude is behind Adam. The guy behind Adam was clearly looking him up and down. Like it was obvious. Like I had just paid, Adam was about to pay it. And the guy was like. What was the guy like? Describe the guy. Oh man. Okay. Five o'clock shadow. Lots of camouflage slash um, slash like yellow construction or orange construction type stuff on. Like he was about to go roofing, clearly. Like he was 
definitely some sort of a roofer construction dude. I don't know. Wearing like a trucker hat. And he's literally standing there and it's eight in the morning or it's early. It's like 745, eight in the morning. I don't know. On a Sunday. And the guy has a case of, uh, what is it called? The ice ones? Is it make, what's the ice? Uh, ice house. Ice house. Ice house. Is that, is that what it's called? Like, Could be. Yeah, there's ice house. So, something. I see light. That, uh, no, it was like something. That's like, a, that's like a fight in a can though. I see light is gross. It's terrible. Yeah, it's disgusting. It was one of those disgusting ass beers. And it was literally, like I said, 7.5 or some shit. And he's standing behind Adam with a 30 rack, which I assume he's about to go crush. And he's looking him up and down. And he goes, you're a big son of a bitch, ain't you? And he goes, you're one of them special forces son of bitches, huh? Something like that. You over there at Langley. And or like Arlington. Some, I don't remember. Something like that. And Adam's like, you know, no, I'm, I'm not. And he's like, oh, God, no, 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 you no, got no, me, no. fool. Huh? If you're going to be Adam, yeah. you have to speak in your terrible right. British accent. Here's my terrible accent. And I was like, oh, no, mate. I'm not a bloody, I'm not a bloody special agent. Or like, or whatever, with this deep-ass, six-foot-seven-ass Harry Potter ass voice. But, uh, he's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, well, goddamn, he got me full. And he's like, okay, have a good day, mate. Or like, whatever the fuck he says. Um, but then we got in the car and I was just laughing hysterically the whole car ride back. And I was like, I cannot wait to tell Todd and Chris this. Like, you make some bitch, ain't you? Like, that's exactly that one I know for sure. Like, when your memory sucks, but that quote, I will never forget it. You're a big son of a bitch, ain't you? Like, just like that. I'm like, they just seems clearly like doing one of these. And, I, and then I was like, what is this guy thinking? And when he that's amazing. Special forces, I was like, okay. Uh, but that's the Adam Willis, some big son of a bitch story. That, uh, funny. Would you rather be covered in fur or scales? Mm. Probably fur because I'm generally in cold places. Yeah. I think I'd go fur too. Scales yeah. are gross. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be slippery. Um, This one's tough. Okay. I could see it going either way, and I think you could justify it either way. You ready? Yeah. Would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year off of your life? Okay. So I feel like they're one and the same to an extent, but in prison, jail, whatever, which I'm not going to say who, but I have in-laws that spend a good amount of time in maximum security prisons. Uh, and we've talked about this when we're semi-intoxicated. Uh, but when you're in prison, generally you can still work out. It's not the same and read books and all that. And it sucks. And like, there's always a chance of, you know, dropping the soap. But uh, I think I'd rather go prison because you still have the opportunity to better yourself, even though you're stuck in a thing with a bunch of dudes who are bad. Well, not bad people, but I've maybe made some slips along the way. Uh and, I, and if I knew how long I was going to live and it was usually a year off your life, depending on the age, I would do that. But if I don't have that context, I'm going to prison. Would you want to know? That, uh, we'll come back to this because I have an answer too to the prison question. Would I want to know when I'm going to die? Would no. you want to know? No. Because no. And like, it's not like I live every day like it's my last, but I, I kind of do. Like I said, I don't give a fuck. So uh, no, I don't want to know when I'm going to go. Like I'd rather just not know. I don't. I mean, ideally, yes. Like, I'd live to be 69, but. <laughs> like, I already talked that's to That's not that old, bud. I know, but I, I like, have to make it because that's going to be the biggest birthday part. Some people, it's, like, their 21st is big, their 30th is big, 40th. I'm, like. But no. what I'm saying is, it's, like, like, 69 plus. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to be. Yeah. That's, like, the ultimate goal goal. But, like, if I had, if you're, like, all right, 
It's like, gravy after that is what you're saying. Yeah, and I want to have like pinatas and, you know, kegs of whatever they got by then. I I'll mean, be there, man. You will be there. And I'll be like 70-something, but I'll be there. Yeah, dude, it'll be the most fun ever. It'll probably realistically be like 10 people because by then those that's all, I don't know. But Who you want to be around? Exactly. <laughs> because the older I get, again, the more I am a people person, but you do get a little more get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Wearing. Um, I'd say jail too. Yeah. I'd say jail without a doubt. Uh, there's a Alexander. I think God. I hope it's Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I, I think it's Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Hold on. I, fuck it. I can look it up. Um, Alexander Wienerschnitzel. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Solzhenitsyn. Okay. Um, was he in the big house? He was in the Soviet Gulag system for eight years. Mm, okay. And I believe it was him that said this, but like. You know, something like a man, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll post the actual quote in the show. The show notes. The show notes. Hold on. I love maybe it'll, maybe it'll be here. The show notes. I love that. Well, but I believe it's something like even in the darkest. No, that's not him that said that. Ah, I know who said it. Just a second. It even was. It was Leo Buscaglia. That's a fun name. Leo Buscaglia, and I'm going to read you the quote. I love, did you write this down or is that a book? You wrote I wrote down. it. I, wrote I love it. that. That helps it stick. Yeah. A free man is free even in the darkest prison. See, and that's, I align with that statement very much so. I have not been to prison, do not want to go to prison. Hopefully never do go to prison. But uh, that's, yeah, I agree with that statement. But Alexander Solzhenitsyn, there's a whole, there's a chapter in the Gulag Archipelago called The Ascent which essentially is just like the ascent of your, of your spirit in spite of everything that's going on. And uh, he says about, you know, people that say that they love life, you know, and it's like, they love life and it's like, but is it based on, is it based on the circumstances? You know, and it's like, if you really love life, you even love this life. You love the gulag life. You love being here. And it's like, you're still alive, you know, and it's just, I don't know, man. That that chapter is always just kind of like punch me in the guts every time I read it, man. So it's it's pretty crazy. The Gulag Archipelago uh, is a lot of work. I'll tell you that. But uh, like cognitively or what? It's just long. Yeah, it's just long. Um, hold on a second. Oh, this one's messed up. Oh yes, give me that shit. Give it to me. Give it to me, bam, bam, bam. That's an easy. All right, well, let's, let's just do this. Would you rather know the history of every object you touched or be able to talk to animals? Oh, be able to talk to animals. I love animals. Yeah. I'd love to be able to talk to animals. What if you find out all the animals are assholes? Uh, I mean, I'm friends with assholes, so I could probably be friends with them, too. I don't know. <laughs> um, hold on, please. I actually just watched Dr. Oh, this is an interesting one. Okay. This is, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not weird or anything, but it's interesting. Just, I mean, you're responsibly interesting. Would you rather spend the rest of your life with a sailboat as a sailboat as your home or an RV as your home? RV. Cause then I can travel from place to place. What about you? I mean, sailboats can travel from place to place too, Wes. I know, but it scares the shit out of me. I would not. Want you to don't eat. like water, is what you're saying. I, well, I like I like swimming and shit, but I uh, and I do like the ocean, 
but I also would need a lot of fucking sunscreen and it would be scary to like sail big distance. I'm with you. I'll tell you what I am. Mm. I'm a land mammal, my friend. I say I live on the land and I'll tell you what, I don't go into the earth either. I'm not supposed to go down there. I say like yeah, I don't go in. No way. I don't play with that. No way, bro. Mm-mm. No Mm-mm. Way. I'll go on top of the mountain. I ain't going into the mountain, sir. I've done that. Um, Mm-hmm. Oh, this is interesting. Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? Uh, anyone but myself. Just like the predicting your own death thing. Like I'd, I'd rather know about somebody else's future and then potentially you know, save them. I don't know, man. That'd still be pretty fucked up, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I mean, either way, it's, yeah, either way, it's fucked. Because think about that. If you're walking down the street, you know what's going to happen to everyone around you within the next 10 minutes. And then you have the moral quandary all the time of whether or not you will intervene. Right. Like you're about to get fired. You're about to find out your husband's cheating on Or just any, like, you know, you're about to get hit by a bus. I mean, we, if you feel like compelled to help these people, I guess they're like, you're going to have this happen to you. Or you're going to have this happen to you. They're like you're going to walk upstairs and this is going to happen to you. And you know, all of this about everyone around you. Yeah. That'd be, uh, that'd be a weird one. That'd be so weird. You know? would, I mean, the ethics of that are incredible. Like how do you parse that out to be able to say, all right, you, you can, me. I'm going you, with myself. <laughs> I don't even need to hear the rest because I've already thought about this. And now I'm like, all right, I would, that's, that one I'd stick to myself. You're right. That's probably a better idea. Fair enough. I don't Fair want enough. to have that moral shit hanging on me. Yeah, dude, it's a lot. All right, let's finish up. Okay. Let's, do, let's do one more. Uno mas. We'll call, Uno mas. We'll call it a day. I already know that one. That one's, I don't want to do that. I like that you know these ones. I like that. Well, it's just, it's just a, I think. It's too easy of an answer. Um, I don't think you would give a shit about either one of those. You would do both. Mm, probably. I don't even know what it is. I'll do it just in, in the interim while we're, while we're looking for the last one. Would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music or be forced to sing along any time, uh, with any song that you heard? <laughs> I would do either one. Probably. Okay. I mean, I don't give a shit either way, but I love to dance, especially at weddings. So I'd probably dance. You got some sweet moves, baby. That's another thing, speaking of like not giving a fuck, when you don't give a fuck and you dance, there is so much freedom in that and it feels so good. And even <laughs> if people are laughing at you and shit, it is fun. I love dancing. Uh, you know who I learned that from, man? It really sunk in with me. Especially, I don't think you weren't there, but on Rumpel's 25th birthday, dude. Oh, that got, dude, he, yeah. We got after it. I believe that. I believe that. We made, dude, we did, uh, we did all kinds of, like Justin and I, uh, we like fake kidnapped him and made him wear a dress and like took him out and like did all this crazy shit. And we had a scavenger hunt for him and he had to do it all. And it was awesome, man. It was awesome. I wore a dress last weekend and that, <laughs> did I send you that video? I did. I right? don't think so. Yes, I did. I sent it to the group. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. All right. Um, yeah, I wear dresses sometimes, whatever. Whatever, bro. Um, and these are all getting kind of, boring or yucky or what they're just not that fun mm. i like this one okay here we go final this one, one this one's easy for me but would you rather there be a perpetual 
water balloon fight in your city or a perpetual food fight in your city? Oh, well, I'm going to go water balloon because wet t-shirt contest. So, <laughs> does that mean if, you know what I mean? Like, woohoo! Like, it's, whatever. It's 2020, free the tit, but, you know. I'm going, uh, You're going, I'm going water balloon as well. Yeah. But for a different reason. What's your reason? Food fights are messy, dude. They are messy. They're gross. Like, it would stink all the time. Everything would always be covered in food. Like, it would be awful. It would be disgusting. Be Have like, you ever no, been in a real food fight? Yeah, in high school. I was in one food fight in high school, and it was epic. Oh, it's, all uh, these people got in trouble, and somehow I didn't, and it was so much fun. Dude, one and one is enough. That's it. Yeah, you do it one time, and then you're done. There's zebra cakes flying all over the place and <laughs> shitty-ass, you know, hamburgers. and it was Spaghetti awful. and meatballs, man, getting smacked with garlic bread, you know? <laughs> Stale-ass lunch lady garlic bread. Which uh, I loved, by the way. I do, too. I don't know why, but I, I used to like lunch lady food. Oh, <laughs> dude, I loved, I loved the garlic bread at school. Yeah. Wes, this has been wonderful. It has been, and I'm glad we did it at... You know, not that any of the viewer listeners give a shit, but 3.30 on a Friday, I was like, I'm in a good, I mean, I'm always in a pretty generally good mood, but I was like, yeah, I'm feeling good. My week's done for the most part. Like, I got to work a little tomorrow morning, but I feel, I feel good like Rick James, <laughs> which if you haven't seen this, you got to look up this YouTube video of Rick James, definitely on some yayo on this like interview and it's incredible. Wasn't it James Brown that said James, I God damn it. It was, yes, it was James Brown. You're right. My apology. It was James Brown. Not Come on, James. man. Come on, man. So at least there was Brown's a different guy. At least there was the James. Yeah, there, there was the James. Wes, you're the man. You're the man. This is sweet. I can't wait. Let me know when it's like published and all that jazz, and I'll obviously blast it in 6969, whatever. <laughs> all right, buddy. See you, pal. All right, I'm going to go number one.